EFTM Tech Cars Lifestyle This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long EFTM Oh, great to have your company. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. It is um, whatever day on whatever week. Now, it's always Tuesday. Pretty much pretty much always record on a Tuesday. You can put that in the diary. Um, and I've tried to update the website now so that if you do send an email, it actually pops up and sends you an email saying, hey, thanks for the email. Uh, if, if you're going to get a call, it's going to be on Tuesday morning from a private number. Um, so hopefully, if you are trying to get in touch, you will, you'll hear from me. It's I try to get to as many people as I can. I, I'm gonna knock on. I'm getting to about thirty percent at this point, um, and I'm being selective a little bit. I mean, I have to be um, just for quality content, you know. So yeah, I'm at that point now where I'm thinking, should we do this more often? But it it does take some time. Um, but yes, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Go to the website if you've got a question. All the tech news of the week, some cool car stuff, and whatever else we can get through is all up at EFTM.com. Not going to muck around today. I think I've got five or six calls to get through. I've got um, an executive from Netgear on the line to talk about the Orbi update, Orbi Wi-Fi 6, and I want to talk robot vacuums. Um, one of my favorite brands, Ecovacs, have launched a brand new robot vacuum. You might have seen my video about Larry. Um, and we'll talk to the Aussie boss of Ecovacs, Karen Powell, uh, a little later on the show. So see, like, it's just so much going on. So much going on. We just got to get cracking. It might sound crazy what I'm about to say. But Trevor Long's the world's best techie. You know what was cool um, over the last few weeks? I've been driving a, a Mazda 2 for a few months. I put a, a bit of a review up at EFTM.com of that car. A really great reminder of how amazing the technology and the safety in cars have come over just 10 years. Since I bought my Mazda 2, um, the new one is leaps and bounds. It's like having an iPhone 3 and an iPhone 11 Pro Max but uh, still a small car. But one of the things I put into it, even though it has Apple CarPlay and all those things, I tried out the Amazon Echo Auto. Now, this is a really cool device. We've become a little bit of an Amazon Echo Alexa family because my kids wanted them in their rooms and I had some lying around, so that's the path we took. And now we're using Alexa a lot more. We've actually got all three systems at some point in our home, but I've, I've really, I think I've warmed to Alexa as the voice assistant of choice because... She feels a bit more real. She has a bit more personality about it, even though she's talking now in the background because I just said a name. Right? I got a whisper in the office. But anyway, um, I, I put an Amazon Echo Auto into the car, and it means that when you're driving along, you can summon it by using her name. Just, Alexa, stop. Jesus, she just won't shut up. There's a new Jake Whitehall, the uh, comedian um, special on Netflix. Uh, in which he talks about Alexa being just like a normal girlfriend. Uh, it's a very funny piece. Uh, you should check that out. Um, but uh, it's very, very cool because, you know, you can ask it to navigate you. You can ask it to play your music. And here's the thing I've done with the kids. We've just been playing jokes. Just tell me a joke. And it's been a ball of fun just having jokes played to us. Cause she's got hundreds. And here's a little tip, and I mentioned this to Sir Fennec the other week. Um, Alexa has two John Farnham jokes. She can tell. She has two distinct John Farnham jokes. You ask her to tell you a John Farnham joke, and she will. It's very, very cool for a Farnham fan. Obviously, for anyone else, it's just a bloody joke. Um, but it's cool. I like it. So um, I put up a couple of quick photos and a review of the Amazon Echo Auto up now at EFTM.com. This is the EFTM podcast. Great to have your company. If you've got a question about technology or anything else happening in your world, give us a buzz. Uh, go to the website, EFTM.com. G'day, Danny. G'day, Trev. I uh, took your advice from last week. Yep. And I uh, bought the Orbi system. Okay. How'd it go? Uh, 
Uh, mate, it was fantastic. It was like oh. living in another world. So, so uh, you were prepared to spend money. I told you what it would cost, and you were like, "Mate, anything to keep the <laughs> the kids happy." Um, what? Which one did you end up getting? How much did it cost? Well, I only needed the um, the base uh, system that with one satellite. Yep. And uh, I'm the most favourite dad in the world. But I'm, you know, they 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 they're, they're writing they're writing songs about me and. and <laughs> Drawing pictures. <laughs> come back from school with great new drawings. That's of right. Dad with a, with what a, a great shield. father! What a great father we have. That Captain America shield or something, you know. That's right. Great. I've got I've got the Captain America socks on today because they want me to wear them. <laughs> did you? Did, how'd you go with the setup? Oh, look, it was really. I was a bit worried, and my my uh, next door neighbour's a tech head. Yep. I was almost. I was, I was going to get him in, and um, and I just I just loaded it through my um, my mobile. Yep, and it was just so easy in the end, and it was just fantastic. Beautiful. Well, that's what we like to yep. hear. That's the way it should work. That's the way it should be, and um, that's great to hear, mate. Thank you, and yep. uh, good luck keeping the kids happy in any other way now, mate. Thanks, Trevor. Because Thanks for your help, mate. You've been elevated to this higher level now. I am. Oh, we've got this status now I have to keep. <laughs> good on you. Thanks for getting in touch. Thanks, mate. Cheers, Danny. And uh, if you've got a problem, we can solve it like Danny did. You can be fa- come father of the year. How good is it? Uh, go to the website, EFTM.com. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Got a tech question? I'm happy to help anytime you want. Just go to the website, EFTM.com. Click Ask Trev. That's what Andrea did. G'day, Andrea. Hi, how are you going? See, pretty well. See, you, you're you're like, what what the hell's going on here? All I did was send an email. And why are you on the phone now? That's what's happening to you at this point, isn't it? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> and look, I, I, you know what, I'll say this to you directly because everyone else listening understands this as well. Um, I get a lot of emails um, and I could sit and reply to them all, but where would be the benefit in that for me and you and everyone else? This way, everyone learns from your questions. See, Andrea? So what is your question? How can I help? My question is I saw you review and actually thought it was your printer, uh, your Epson Long Life printer. So I wanted to know which model it was so I could find it yes so uh it's what what epson call the eco tank um mm-hmm. so that's that's what epson like specific that's their brand name uh for for it um other uh, like office works and maybe even jb hi-fi i think just call them continuous ink printers um so basically what you want is either an epson oh. eco tank or a canon endurance that's what canon call it um but mm-hmm. personally um, I have had the Epson EcoTank for, yeah, I think it's five years now. I actually look back at when they first launched that product and bloody hell, it's been five years and I've filled it up twice. And looking on the J- JB Hi-Fi website, the, the black ink, for example, $16. The the yellow ink is like 15 to 20 bucks. So basically, it's that's your expense every year or so. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, you do pay and up front, right? Are there different models, or just yeah, there are. There's, so there's, I've got, I've actually got one at the office now, which is just black and white. So there's no color. It's just, it's like a replacement for a laser printer. Why bother with a laser printer when toner's so disgraceful for the environment and just difficult to to buy um, and expensive? Yeah. Um, it's just black and white. So you can get black and white ones. You can get standard um, standard print ones. You can get multifunctions with the scanning attachment. You can get um, fo- ones that do photo um, installs and stuff. So yeah, you could spend anywhere okay. from kind of three fifty up to five hundred dollars. Just depends on what you need. Okay, awesome. Shop Thank around though. Officeworks, JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman, they've all got them. Officeworks um, do struggle with stock because it's been a massive rush on them. So uh, have a look online at where you can get stock first, all right? Perfect. Okay. I, I usually buy stuff from JB Hi-Fi because they're price match. Yeah, well, that, that works then. Yeah, well, I'm on the JB Hi-Fi website right now. They've got two models, um, mm-hmm. uh, multifunction. Uh, they're both multifunction, yep, actually. Yeah, they scanning and stuff at home, so I yeah. need that. 398 bucks. Done deal. Excellent. All right, Andrea, good luck. Happy uh, printing. Thank you. Good on you. And if you've got a question like Andrea, just go to the website, like Andrea did, uh, EFTM.com. It's that simple. Uh, See, Andrea saw me on TV and just went to my website, sent me an email, and then I ring them up and they're like, what the, you're calling me? Why why are you calling me? (laughs) I I don't answer emails often. If it's one word, a really simple answer, I do, but I get a lot of them. So um, that's why it's great to have the podcast back. Yeah? Welcome. It's great to have your company. (music) 
Got a question? Uh, whatever's on your mind about technology, or, or what have you bought recently? I mean, I'm happy to hear about cool things you bought. No dramas at all. Just go to the website eftm.com. Ian did that. G'day, Ian. G'day. How are you, Trevor? Yeah, real good, mate. What can I do for you? Trevor, uh, I, I noticed on Channel 9 the other day yeah. that you had a gadget that um, would help people with bad eyesight yes. um, uh, see, oh, I guess. I was and I have a friend with that, and I wondered away. if you could tell me where to get it. Man, I was blown away by that thing. Honestly, it's I get a lot of gadgets, as you can imagine, and yes. sometimes you think, oh, that's cool, that's interesting, that's a really uh, interesting in- innovation. Um, but this thing, actually, it's really weird. I'm in, I'm in Sydney. I think you're in Queensland, Ian, but um, right. I got an email from this company. I go, yeah, I'm happy to check it out, and the bloke knocks on my door because his office is literally around the corner from me. Anyway, right. it's called Orcam, O-R-C-A-M, Orcam. Now, here's the great thing, and I didn't know this until uh, I had a good chat with them, Um, but it's actually owned by Vision Australia. Oh. So basically what I would say to your friend is go to Vision Australia. Um, Their website is obviously the most accessible in terms of screen readers and all those amazing um, things that exist for people with visually impaired. But, yeah, it's Vision Australia. It's called Orcam, O-R-C-A-M. There's two models. One of them... Um, in fact, the price is cheaper than I mentioned. It's it's six thousand dollars for the one that goes on your glasses, and then there's wow. the, there's the standard or cam which you kind of hold in your in your hand. Um, I think is about three grand. Um, no, there is a seven. The one I had was seven thousand. Is actually more expensive, but it just depends what you need. Now there's NDIS subsidies. There's all these different ways you can kind of come around to that money. Or reading could just be so important to you that that's worth that money. But I, I click this thing on a newspaper, and it will read the headline, and then it will read in columns properly. Like, well, my well, my friend has trouble um, look, uh, uh, driving um, with with light in her eyes and oh. things like that. You know, now would would that help in that regard? No, it's not for driving. Not for driving. No, this but this, it's, it's, this is a device. For people that are so visually impaired that they're, so, I don't think they're on the road for sure. Um, they they can't read a book, they can't read a newspaper. In fact, when they're at the shops, they struggle to read the shop signs. And so the one that sits on their glasses, they can literally look up at like a shop and just point, and it will just say JB Hi-Fi. You know, like it'll just say where you are. It'll just read any text in front of you. It's a bit random because it will read any text it can see. But you could be in the wardrobe. And with it on your glasses, and you could tap on a shirt. You point on a shirt, and it will tell you what colour that shirt is. So it's a way of creating a bit of visual independence for people. Yeah, I think that's quite remarkable. It is. You know, I, I, I really saw is. the thing and I thought, wow, this looks terrific for her. You know, now it 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 might not be needed now, but possibly later on with the de- yeah, I, with the deterioration of the eyes, uh, could be good. Yeah, I think that's that's spot on. It's it's one of those things. Great to know. So yeah. Anyway, that's that's the product. It's called Orcam. I, I got it. The other one I, I I wanted to ask you also was about NBN. Uh, we've we've been approved for NBN, and uh, I, I basically looked at it, and it looks like TPG looks a very good response. A couple of friends have got it, and they reckon it's very good. So, your thoughts? Yeah. Look, oh, I've got no drama with TPG. Um, here's the weird thing. I've never had any form of relationship with TBG. They're, they're, they've been an impossible company to get in touch with when people have problems. For me, as a member of the media, I like to ring someone and say, can you help this person? And they've just never had that. Now, TPG has just merged with Vodafone, um, so it's a much bigger company now. Um, they TPG has a heritage in fixed-line broadband, so NBN-style services. Um, my, my way up would be between TPG and Aussie Broadband. Um, I, yes, I'm a strong advocate for Aussie Broadband, not for any other reason than I've had them now for years, and I pay, I think it's 100 bucks a month at home, and I think I pay 110 at the office. Uh, I've got two connections. I've never had a problem. They are the most communicative company I've ever had. If, if there's any issue, they send you a text. Like, you just know everything that's going on, and I really do believe that they have the best overall NBN service in Australia, Aussie Broadband. No, that's interesting because that was the other one I, I had uh, singled out, 
TPG or, or Aussie Broadband. Yeah, mate, I, I personally, I'd recommend Aussie Broadband. They've been fantastic um, in, in my home and my office. So, yeah, no complaints from me at all. But nothing, nothing. I have nothing bad to say about TPG's internet quality service, anything um, really, mate. Go with the hip pocket if you have to. And where possible, don't sign a contract, especially if it's your first NBN connection. Don't sign a contract so that you can go, yeah, you know what, it's pretty good, but let me try another one. And it takes half a day to get switched over from one to the other. What happens about the modem in that case? Well, the modem should work on every provider because um, there's no kind of usernames and passwords on the NBN. It's all just like the NBN. What happens is they put a little box in your house called the NTD, the network termination device. And that little box is NBN's identifier for you. And so theoretically, most modems will work across all providers. Uh, at worst, there's a bit of help on the internet to to switch them over but i've used a my republic modem on an aussie broadband connection i've used an iprimus modem on an aussie broadband connection um a couple of times i've just had to tweak it a little bit but you shouldn't have a problem switching telcos um, with the same modem oh so you wouldn't advise to have say an 18 month contract initially no i'd like you to have the flexibility to go i've liked this for six months now i'll sign a contract do you know what i mean it just gives you if you sign a contract today uh, this is your first NBN connection. You don't know what you need, what you want, what's happening. You know, you might it might change your needs. That's all. If it's the only way you can do it, then absolutely not talking you out of it. I'm just saying my advice is, where possible, go month to month. Yes, yeah, so you just buy the buy the modem separately, yeah. even from that supplier, That's but right. with a short contract. Take the modem from Aussie Broadband, go month to month, and uh, there's very little benefit in, in a contract with Aussie Broadband. I don't think they charge a lot less. Um, so you're actually in this kind of flexible situation, and then you've got the modem. You can switch as much as you like. For the first uh, five months of my NBN, I switched between four different telcos, only because I'm a complete nerd and I like to test these things, but it was very evident to me that every telco is different. Even though it's the NBN and it's your home, every telco is different because if TPG, in your example, and Aussie Broadband have different capacity into your local suburb and you, and one has more customers than the other, that can affect the speed for you. It genuinely yeah. makes a difference. No, that, that that is. You see, we have Vodafone to the house at the moment, not NBN, and it is very, very, very slow. Right. So that that's why... and, and They've just approved us for NBN just a while ago. I've got to wait until September till it uh, till the contract expires with Vodafone, and then I can go with another supplier. Vodafone offer NBN. Why don't you just say to them, I want to switch to NBN? Well, I did that, but, you know, they, they, they have been a bit tardy as far as getting yeah. back to me in uh-huh. the past. Well, that's disappointing, and and that's a good reason just to go. Well, bugger it, I'll go with someone else, and there you go. Go with precisely. <laughs> you you got it. <laughs> all right, mate. Trevor, thanks very much for ringing me back. An uh, that's pleasure. terrific. No worries, no, at all, mate. Terrific. Enjoy. Happy shopping, and uh, and let your friend know about the all cam. Thank you. I will. Good Thank- on. You. Got a question? Oh, sorry, Ian. Got a question? Uh, get in touch anytime. Just go to the website eftm.com. This is the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Well, we've been in lockdown, we've been working from home, the kids have been schooling from home, we've been using our homes and our home internet more than ever, frankly, in the history. And and it's been phenomenal to see the, the changes in, in our in our work-life balance, but also in our use of devices. And I think probably the hottest product over the last three to six months has been networking equipment. And if I had a dollar for every email I'd received, I would have been able to buy myself um, several beautiful new cars. But... The retailers uh, are loving it and uh, the companies involved are, are still investing in, in new products and advancing the Wi-Fi in our homes. And to talk to me a lot about a lot of things that Netgear are doing is David Henry from Netgear. G'day, mate. G'day. How are you? Mate, really well. Hope you're doing well in uh, in the world of COVID-19 and we'll, we'll all get through it in if we, if we follow the right rules and whatnot. But one of the rules is a lot of working from home. I mean, this is – I don't think anyone has seen – foresaw this coming of course but also the the speed at which is it has advanced our reliance on working from home there's always been this vision that it would happen but this is real now there's this reliance on our home internet more than ever before no, you're right. There's nothing like uh, being forced into something and then you start realizing, hey, I'm actually going to be pretty good at this. And so um, I, I think we can all be proud of, of how we've been able to adapt to this crazy, crazy situation we're in. And part of that adapting is 
being productive at home. And, and, and part of that, of course, is having a strong network. And I think that's, this is what I talk about a lot. And I, I think regular listeners kind of get bored of me saying it, but it's the, it's the, it's the network is the thing that underpins everything that works. So sure, you can, you can walk into your house and you can open up social media or you can open up email and it just works on your phone. You can sit at your computer and it just works. You can turn on the TV and watch Stan on Netflix and it just works. But it's those times when it doesn't work or it's slow in one corner of the room or whatever, that's especially now with more people at home, it's this underpinning of your home network that we've kind of ignored because still in most people's minds, the router, the modem is the thing the internet provider gives you and it's shoved into the corner and it just the internet's there. And we don't really think about the fact that it's there, but it's at the wrong side of the house. And Mm -hmm. the problems are over there. Orbi changed that dramatically several years ago, and you're now taking that to the next level with what's called Wi-Fi 6. So let's let's break it backwards and go, what is Wi-Fi 6? Sure. Sure. So Wi-Fi 6 is the sixth generation of Wi-Fi. So Wi-Fi has been around, you know, close to 20 years or so, and, and there's been multiple technology standards over the years. Just like in phones, you've got 2G, 3G, 4G, and now 5G. Yeah. Wi-Fi is the same way. Every every five or six years, there's a new version that's faster, that's better, and it's designed for the applications of the future at that time. So Wi-Fi 6 is the new technology designed for the future. And I remember when we went from, and before we came up with numbers, it was very letter-based. You know, we went from G to N mm-hmm. and all these different things. There was always talk about it, it just being faster and having more range. You know, it was mm-hmm. 10 years ago, it was, oh, you've still got a an B router and you need to upgrade because you'll get more range. This was before mesh existed. Mm-hmm. Is Wi-Fi 6 as simple as going to add that ability for us to have more range and more speed in our, in our homes? Yeah, you know, I think that's uh, it's interesting. Speed and range have been the, uh, the the metrics for every wireless technology since the beginning of wireless technology. But I think Wi-Fi 6, in addition to providing speed and range, provides something new, and that's uh, network efficiency and network capacity, which means that if you have a home with lots of devices or many people working from home at the same time, mm. or some people gaming and some people streaming and some people working at the same time, can your network hold up to that environment? So it's different than just what's the fastest speed to my iPhone. It's what's the aggregate performance and speed across all of my devices in my home. And I think that's an important point in, in selling this, this new technology, let alone just trying to explain it to people. Because many would argue, um, I've only got NBN 50, so I've got 50 coming to the house, it's great. I'm getting 50 throughout the house. I don't need more speed. I don't need more mm-hmm. range. But actually, it's about that looking at what devices am I connecting? So we talked about this earlier. You know, you've got cameras, uh, you've got doorbells, uh, you've got laptops, you've got TVs, you've got all these things connected some of them are constantly connected and it's actually not possible for all your devices to truly communicate at the same time. Wi-Fi 6 enables a more efficient level of communication. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it seems like they're all communicating at the same time, but in reality, most wireless networks uh, perform in serial. It, it, your network will talk to your phone, then it talks to your tablet, then it talks to your TV, then it talks to your video camera, and it do the, and it, it happens in a matter of milliseconds, mm. but it's talking to them one by one by one. And so the more devices you have on your network, you can imagine that long, you get a, it's a long list, uh, a queue to get behind before you get to the device that you care about. Yeah. Wi-Fi 6 allows you to communicate to devices in parallel. So, you know, two phones and a tablet. <laughs> now two phones and a tablet, yeah. right? Versus phone, phone, tablet, phone, phone, tablet. It's a big difference. And so for those people that are spending time and effort investing in their home and and getting new smart things from smart assistants to lights and all these different things which are constantly connecting to our networks, this is where Wi-Fi 6 will really come into its own when you're a home that not just has a number of people but it has a bulk of devices that are varied in their usage because if it was just people and tablets or people and phones – it really, it, it isn't enough to kind of justify for some people, but you will notice the efficiency and the, and the, and the improvement with Wi-Fi 6 in a more robust home with, with so many vast devices. Yeah, I, I think it's a great point. I remember, I remember back when we launched 11AC for the first time and we were doing uh, simulations and use cases of streaming three and four HD streams at the same time. And so the question would become, well, when am I going to stream four HD streams at the same time? I said, well, when you have four people in your house streaming HD, well, now guess what? You might be streaming 10 HD streams at the same time because four might be people, 
But the other six could be your smart cameras that are putting security around your home, uh, in addition to gaming and all these other things. In fact, um, many people, my, my sons uh, specifically, are playing online games while, while they're watching. doing video chat at the <laughs> same time and, and, and then chatting on social. It's all happening at the same time. And that's one person, right? Yeah. So imagine as that goes through all of your different uh, people in your home. And of course, even the devices that have no people like your security cameras and your yeah. thermostats and things like that. So, And it is, it's kind of um, a very much a futurist role that you have. I'm not a massive fan of the word, but essentially the, the, the ability to look into the future, let's call, let's call this three to five years. Um, again, not assuming any other massive changes that we've already been through, but all be Wi-Fi 6, for example, a uh, big stand-up product that um, really takes Orbi to the next level, um, is an investment in the next five years of your home plus because mm-hmm. you don't know what you're going to be doing in five years. The stuff that you just described, we're already doing. We have no idea how that's going to change. People might yeah. be getting multiple streams of a of a program on one device. I mean, it's just it's impossible to truly crystal ball gaze. Yeah. The only thing you can you can guarantee is that if you pro- if you provide more bandwidth and more connectivity, there's some really smart people around the world who find really really valuable <laughs> use cases for it. Uh, and and so I mean, you couldn't have predicted, you know. Facebook and stuff, you know, 15 years ago, perhaps a few of you would, but um, <laughs> the ones on Friendster, I guess. Um, but uh, you couldn't have, you wouldn't have predicted, uh, you wouldn't have predicted how popular Netflix and, and YouTube are going to be. But, you know, you provide this bandwidth, you provide this infrastructure, those, and that's why I love my job is because no matter what's coming, it's going to hit the network. I'm always going to be someone that someone's going to call me and say, David, you still work in Netgear? Tell me about that, Tell me about that Orby. <laughs> it's unlikely that anyone's going to uh, launch the next big thing that doesn't have a connection to your home Wi-Fi network when you get there. Exactly. It's as simple as that, really. Exactly. And yep. and I guess the Wi-Fi 6 isn't new. You've had a Wi-Fi 6 product in the market for, for a little while now, but it's this mesh area where you're bringing it to market now. So we've talked about mesh uh, via Orbi for years. Uh, you're bringing a couple of mesh products to market. The Nighthawk, um, I'm not going to describe as entry level because it's a it's a high-end product that certainly gamers and nerds like me will love because you can tinker with with stuff in the in that back end. Whereas mm-hmm. Orbi, as you described to me, is pretty much set and forget. Once you've made that investment, you've you've plugged it in. It's an app, and and you're off and running. People, I guess, um, will, will look at this and compare it in a store to the existing range of mesh products from a range of companies and your own, what what is it that we need to say to people to convince them that Wi-Fi 6 Orbi or Wi-Fi 6 enabled uh, Nighthawk is the thing that they should be considering? Yeah, you know what the, the interesting thing is? We don't have to. Hmm. They all, all, all the, what, what we're seeing today is that people are experiencing challenges with their network today. and They're there for that reason. They know what they, and, they're and already in they the store. They feel the pain. Yeah. They feel the pain. When you feel the pain, then you start doing your homework, yeah. right? And when you start doing your homework, I mean, these are these are look, these are investments, and, and no one's going to make an investment without doing their homework. No. When you do your homework, you either go online, you go into the store, you talk to your friends who are techies, and they'll tell you, look, now's that what you're using, what you're using today, is not going to support these applications. It's not going to allow you, your spouse, your kids to learn from home and, and work from home. And that's why people are starting to upgrade to Wi-Fi 6. And just on that, that research and that investment, um, one of the big differences I've noticed in explaining to people my reliance on Orbi is the backhaul. Yeah, yes. Orbi has been since launch. It's 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 marketed itself as a tri-band solution, and everyone knows on their phone it comes up saying Orbi One and Orbi Five G or whatever you call your network. But there's a mm-hmm. hidden network, which is how those devices communicate with each other. So the new Orbi Wi-Fi Six, as you described to me, has essentially four channels of communication between each of the devices, the satellite and the router, and then there's a bunch of other channels for your devices to connect with. So you're still getting that high-speed backhaul, which actually is what gives you the, the, the true throughput of the network. Yeah. Yeah, the, the backbone of the network uh, being dedicated yep. is very important. And, that, and that's why Orbi has continued, has been, and still is the, the performance king on the market is because as you load up more devices, you don't want them on that backhaul. Yeah. You, want to, you want that backhaul to be clean just to be able to provide connectivity between all of your Orbeez to get that speed straight to the internet and right back to your devices. They look stunning. Um, both if you're a Nighthawk person, this the, the Nighthawk really, really um, tickles a fancy there, but 
the Orbi, um, I do think there's something about that new design. I can't wait to actually physically see it because I'm assuming that the light around it, the blue around it glows or something. I don't know, yeah, but yeah, I can't wait here. to get my hands on it and uh, and have a look and test it out because in my home, we rely on the Orbi. We, we use uh, an Orbi and always have um, just a two system, a one router, one satellite. But we do have, I think at last count, 57 devices connected. So it's probably time to get a bit more efficiency through that network and maybe some frustrations disappear. But uh, it's been sure. it's been great catching up with you, mate. Um, All right. Stay safe, stay well, and I uh, hope everyone's doing well. And congratulations to the whole team on, on, on Orbi Wi-Fi 6, which we'll see in Australia and retail stores in the coming months. All right. Thank you, and thanks for having me. And, and uh, you, you take care of yourself as well. EFTN. You're listening to the EFTN Podcast. EFTN. Thank you for listening. Great to have your company. If you've got a question uh, plaguing you, just hit me on the uh, on the website. Go to the website, eftm.com. G'day, Bozena. Oh, hello, Trevor. How are you? Such a unique name. I know I know. this is not your first call. This is what we know. You rang about streaming a few weeks ago. Yep. Thank you very much for your help, for the explanation, uh, how uh, to connect to, uh, how to use the uh, streaming services. And Nea, I understood everything. So right. Nea, and, and it's all working? Good, all working, all streaming. And, you know, Javi is just sitting there and watching all the time. So <laughs> it's off my back, Nea. So <laughs> it, this does work. <laughs> good stuff. What can I do for you today then? Uh, just inquiry if you can advise me uh, what can I get um, um, <laughs> some sort of device uh, if I need to travel take mm. with me lightweight because I got a laptop at home and um, it just connected to the power yep. <laughs> the battery is gone uh, but I, I just need to so I can take away with me and uh, if I need to use it just um, uh, watch if I need to watch video or um, just emails, uh, browsing, um, storing photos, yeah. just a general uh, thing. Honest, and- honestly, I don't think there's any option better than an iPad. Um, really oh, okay. simple. You get yourself uh, an iPad with a keyboard. Now, obviously, you can, uh-huh. spend, you can spend big money. You could spend $1,300 plus a keyboard for the iPad Pro. But you could also just spend... You know, five hundred and I think it's five hundred and sixty dollars for the the most uh, basic, simple but very good um, uh, iPad. Just get the basic iPad and 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 find mm-hmm. a really good accessory at JB Hi-Fi or Officeworks or even Apple, which with a keyboard, uh-huh. and then you've got yes. that keyboards there for when you need to do emails. But for the rest of the time, it's perfect for watching videos, looking at photos, reading emails. Honestly, I don't think you can go past it. Okay, so um, iPad from uh, JB Hi. Yeah, JB Hi-Fi, Officeworks, Apple, wherever you can get one. Um, you don't, mm-hmm. There's no point shopping around. There's no deals on iPads. The reason to shop uh-huh. around is to get one of the retailers to give you a good deal on uh, a case, an accessory, a keyboard. That's where you'll uh-huh. get the the value. So you'll get this. You'll pay the same price for the iPad everywhere. But if you can get someone to give mm-hmm. you a good quality Logitech or someone like that keyboard and case, then you've got yes. a winner. All right, that's a great deal. Okay. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Enjoy. iPad is the way to go. Enjoy your day. Okay, thank you. No worries at all. It's kind of interesting because really you don't need anything more. Most people, and I've said this a lot, most people in their daily computing lives don't need anything more than a tablet, whether it's a Samsung Galaxy Tab or an Apple iPad. most Most people, email, Facebook, web, banking, apps, you know, like streaming, it's all on these tablets. They literally are great PC replacements, but it's people that need, um, you know, a deeper look at Excel and Word. And those things are available on iPads, but uh, it just becomes a bit easy with a mouse when you start to get into software. But for most people, an iPad is their replacement computer. Anyway, got a question? EFTM.com. This is the EFTM podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Um, You know, if you follow closely, you've already seen the video. Me and Larry. Larry's the newest member of our household. Most people, when their kids start to get a bit older, they buy a dog or they buy a cat. Um, We've decided no pets in our house. Obviously, that's me and my wife, not the kids. They'd love to have a pet. But Larry's the closest we can get. And Larry Larry is new. He is not a a dog or a human. He's a robot vacuum. Um, And he's fitted in quite well to the point where when Larry was required for another purpose, uh, as in just to film a video, my wife was filthy that Larry had disappeared. She was very nervous that Larry was disappearing. 
Anyway, I reassured her that unlike others, Larry was staying because Larry's doing a good job. And here to tell me why Larry is so good is the head of Australia and New Zealand at Ecovax Robotics, the maker of the D-Bot Osmo T8 AI VI robot vacuum is Karen Powell. G'day, Karen. Hello, Trevor. Listen, um, Larry's good to us. We're, we're a big fan in our household. And, I mean, it's been a journey, robot vacuums. I've got a robot vacuum that I bought uh, from Demtel like 20 years ago just for giggles <laughs> that, you know, just bumps into walls. Um, but I keep that kind of stuff because I'm a nerd. But I, I, I remember when we first started playing with Ecovax products um, – uh, Boris, in fact, was our first. Um, I don't know what model number it was. Let's call it a 600 or 900. They're all, there's so many models. But the critical thing for me was this robot vacuum had like a LiDAR, radar thing on top that could map my home. And to me, a few years ago, mapping your home was remarkable. And that technology itself has improved. And it's kind of the, the backbone of everything that, that you guys do now, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I'm the ability to be able to map your home is so, so important. I can't, I can't state enough how much it revolutionises the entire experience when you've got the product. The ability to, for it to be able to go around and actually map out your home, it means it can move faster and swifter, it can be more precise, um, and then you can do the customization within that as well to decipher, well, do I want the whole grounds or whatever cleaned would i like to send you to a particular room to go and do that you can schedule out when you want it to be done um that's just your sort of base level and with a new product larry as you call him the the, the taib um itself um we're now even taking that mapping further we were already renowned um one of the key things that we do is having the smart navi um navigation going through there but now we've got like true mapping which um uses this whole new level of detail uh, direct time of flight with sensors in there as well so it can map your home faster it can actually perform even better in bright sunlight whether it's dark and um, dark floors and dark walls and so on as well and get a really really precise map that you can customize label and really putting the power into your hands so you're you're in charge of larry and you can send his destiny um underway and um you know whether you're at home or whether you're remote you could be um Elsewhere, you can send it off and make it do that as well. And, and we should be clear, you can call your robot whatever you want, okay? We're just weird in our house. You can, you don't have to name it if you don't want to. But critically around the mapping, and I think for people, even let's just rewind here for people before we talk about some of the crazy advanced features of the, the most recent product, the, the T8 AVI, as you describe it, um, AIVI, it's written, it's, it's a weird word, but that's okay. It's easy to find at JB Hi-Fi. Um, when you've got that map, this is the critical thing. For people that think of a robot vacuum as something that bumps into walls and randomly cleans, once a D-Bot has a map of your home, which it, it takes just one pass to do, um, it knows literally where everything is, from the legs of the lounge to the walls and, and, and the doors, and you can then set what we call virtual boundaries. And this is still the most critical thing to me because it wasn't that long ago that you bought a robot vacuum, you had to buy these separate kind of digital boundary devices that sat and projected like a beam across a doorway that would stop it going into that room. I can now just draw a line on the map and say, hey, Larry, don't go into the playroom. The kids' playroom is something for them to clean on the weekends. That's not your job because it's a nightmare. You can set areas. Don't go into the laundry. That's that's a work area. Whatever. You can set simple areas in your home where it does and does not go. That's exactly right. And probably a really, really good chance to mention now, as much as you set those virtual boundaries, and often you'd be doing that because you'd go, it's kind of like, I don't want to clean up before I clean up. Yep. We don't want to have to go around and pick up these sort of innate objects. Now, we we have spent many years watching and observing, you know, 15 million robotic vacuums have been sold so far from us. We are the masters of knowing what are those problems for our um, the wonderful consumers out there? What is it that frustrates them? And one of the things is people leave objects. It's human nature. <laughs> you know what? And the, the favorite ones are number one on the scale are like shoes, stroke slippers, clothes, cables they create huge headaches for people feel like they have to go and pick those up before they can then send the robotic vacuum to go around mm. now that's where we've taken not just the mapping but the actual the ivy as you call it the which is the artificial intelligence with virtual interpretation this goes around and actually it knows because of the amazing camera that's inside inbuilt as well which is a super advanced feature beyond just the mapping um it then knows it can identify and then avoid 
such objects. It will then place that onto your map to show you that it was there. And if you go back another time to go and clean, you can just pick those items up if you wish to and click on it and send it back to go and clean those particular areas where you had to move it away. Or you don't have to if you don't want to. So people really, really, really find now that they're not getting those things stuck. U-shaped chairs is another one. They can dance around previously. You can spend quite a lot of time watching them dancing around before they figure out what it is and go over that. Mm. It, with this product, you don't have to worry about that. Um, and similar with very, very small rugs as well. It's so intelligent. It will do that. And as time goes on, it will learn more and more objects and be able to do that with, with a greater number of items that can give you a bit of a headache at home. And I think what's critical there is a robot vacuum is not meant to be something you... Um, you use it just works uh, so for example uh, your daily schedule it, it a robot vacuum can be set to simply do its job every day at a certain time and that might be when you're out of the house it might be just after everyone's gone to bed or whatever it might be but it goes out and does its thing and and you don't want to have to think before it does that and and that simple thing of a shoe a sock a cable oh my god the you know the number of people that would have seen robot vacuums stuck on cables um, th- this new model will literally see a cable and avoid the cable. It will mark it on a map and let you know that it's there afterwards. But that's the challenge, isn't it? You, you kind of lose faith in in the scheduling of, of a robot vacuum if it can't deal with the basic fundamentals of the home. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. And I think, you know, in the past, if people have ever bought them, maybe like you're talking about going back 20 years ago, when they first came, they would just sort of move around randomly and suck up whatever they came across. Whereas now, you know, this is why you're paying to have the the wonderful innovation and technology within them, because there's a number of things that you need to consider when you've got them, being able to map smartly, go through the home, be able to actually clean really efficiently, avoid the obstacles, so that the idea of them is that you do not have to be there and manage them, that otherwise you may as well have a traditional floor care. This is why they're all part of your whole kind of connected home. You could be smart, be out and doing whatever you do with peace of mind that that's being done, but you need the technology there for it to be able to do that and, and to be to continue to be unsupervised, as it were. Um, and, 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 you know, within that as well, you know, you, you, you want it to. There's, there's elements as well. It's got to think about things like, it gets to the edge of the stairs, it won't drop down the stairs. Is it going to be noisy? And, yeah. and you know, using your voice to be able to command it as well, you know, through through um, Amazon and Google as well, it, those things are really important. And then your app and your smart your, your phone, as you would expect with any other sort of smart um, home device, you become the master of that, that product rather than the, you being the slave, as it yeah. were, um, by commanding it through a really easy to set up app through, through the Wi-Fi at home. Um, and they, they're getting simpler and simpler and easier to use, but smarter and smarter at the same time. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and it is really simple things like quiet mode. I mean, it wasn't until I dug into the settings that you can say, listen, I want, you know, I want maximum suction. I want it in quiet mode. I want, yeah. you know, high level of mopping. There are a lot of settings that you can have on these devices that I think people need to realize it's not just a put it down, press a button and go. You actually have a bit of a uh, bit of play in, in how these things can work and how they can fit into your daily slash weekly routine. Yeah, that's exactly right. The customization is there if you so wish. If you want to get down to the high level of detail and and do that, you can do. But at the same time, if you simply want to set it up, click and go, it will also give you a wonderful clean with that as well because not everybody's time or patience or uh, you know the want straight away to have to kind of program yourself to, to learn how to do those things. But it's great, you know, it's, it's going to come back and just let you, let you know, simple things like, you know, the, the filters and uh, brushes or whatever need to be changed. It's thinking that through. It's got the, the mopping functionality on there as well, which is second to none, you know, a really smart way of, of mopping your floors. And you can decipher what level of water you want it to, to seep through to, to clean the floor. And um, you really are in charge of the device. And, um, it, you know, it's it's all in front of you there and very simple to, to understand. And on the mopping, that Pro Reservoir is just a game changer with robot vacuum mops yep. because it's not just dragging a, a nice microfiber cloth, you know, damp microfiber cloth across your hard floors to, to give it a nice shine. This thing's literally uh, vibrating and scrubbing yep. the floor. Yeah, absolutely. So we we already were taking the charge um, in terms of having the, the Osmo mopping that we offered previously, where we're using electronic pump to make sure it seeps out the right amount of water. The fact that it all of them can then vacuum and sweep as well as mop together is so important so that you get the best level of cleaning. And that picks up um, 99.6% of bacteria just with water. But then 
added to that as well by looking at the user cases and how we could even further enhance what is amazing to be included in this product we've got an extra module which is the osmo pro which then like you say vibrates at 480 times per minute backwards and forwards it's almost like the closest thing you do sort of replicating a, a human mopping there it's really good at blitzing smaller areas um, you know we've got the you know, traditional stains like things like oil and ketchup and um, that those sorts of things that otherwise might be missed it's particularly good at, at tackling those um, and again, you, you, know, you can control that through, through through the app as well. It's um, it's fascinating uh, just to talk about Ecovax more generally because in Australia, you're, you're essentially dominating the market, are you not? Because of some of the, it's not just because of the great products and the technology, but some of the strategic things you've done in terms of even just partnering with Aldi for, for specials, um, getting great retail presence. It's it's yeah. It must be a very important or at least a shining light market for Ecovax. Yes, well, like you know, obviously I'm a little bit biased because I'm uh, <laughs> looking after them. But yes, you know, my 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 three moments of pain, absolutely. And, and Ecovacs themselves identified that um, Australia uh, was an extremely important market for them, and really, really strong within Asia Pacific. Um, and the, the what we've been so delighted with is Australian consumers really seem to grasp technology very quickly and and really really understand smart home. You've seen across the board, right? They they absolutely um, want to embrace anything that can actually be smart and to Im- improve their lives. And we've been fortunate that the retailers have have grasped that as well. And I think you know mentioning about the retail strategy, what's wonderful is this: if we take robotic vacuums, um, which obviously is part of this whole sort of smart home yep. appliance area. It's growing faster and faster, and it's just wonderful to see consumers themselves. Obviously, you, you start off and you've got like your early adopters that would grasp, you know, the, the high-end technology straight away. But we also want to educate, make people aware um, of these great tools that are available to them to enhance their lives. And so, some people looking want to shop online. Some people may go more to your traditional consumer electronics stores. Some people want to go to their tried and tested, you know, like you say, exactly Audi. And there's a strong community there. Yeah. Why not take the opportunity to, to, to reach into those communities and let those people know that we have the product there, in good value, and um, that's wonderful. And, and over time gravitate towards you know the, the, the higher end products or you know something that's even more sophisticated and um, depending on their price price points and, and what their needs are for their home because you know as wonderful as it is to have a tier ivy not everybody may be wanting to spend that money to have the artificial intelligence per se but have that reassurance that the same company that has that drive and innovation and know-how um whatever solution they they, they buy from us to suit their budget and needs will be you know, second, yeah, second to none, yeah. first class. The bottom line is uh, we've we've reached a point where there is no longer any doubt that robot vacuums can play a role in the average household. Um, they can perform better than most people's perceptions might have been. They are becoming more and more advanced and they're doing things that we, we kind of expect of them. And I think that's the critical change and the evolution that, that's occurring. Um, and it's fantastic that Ecovax has not just got this amazing thing at one end of the market, but you've literally got something in every price point. And I think that's strategically very smart, Karen, because it means that you can build a brand not just a product. And, and I think that's going to be the, the long-term strategic success. Yeah, thank you very much. And we we're very, very grateful for all the partners that we've had here that have really supported us. And um, just going from strength to strength, it's um, really exciting. So I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to be happening over the next um, 12 to, to 36 months as well with new innovations and, and coming and uh, yeah, more and more opportunities. And really appreciate your support as well. You know, we, we've, we've been um, welcoming you at um, CES and IFA and um of such events and you've been watching the technology as it unfolds i was just um, gonna say it's it's the only the only challenge i have now is that i saw this <laughs> artificial intelligence you know detecting cables technology it feels like two years ago at ces yet, yet we're, we're now in a world where that's just not happening so it's going to be very interesting 12 to 18 months ahead and i guess i'll just wait with interest to see what's next Yes, yes. Watch this space, right, as they say. (laughs) Good stuff. Karen Powell, head of Ecovax here in Australia and New Zealand. Pleasure to talk to you and uh, congratulations on the new product and good luck for the future. Thank you so, so much for for your time, Trevor. Really appreciate your support. Got a tech question? Go to the website eftm.com. G'day, Matthew. Good day. How are you? Yeah, real good. What can I do for you, mate? Uh, look, um, my wife's had a Toshiba computer for well, too long. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's unfortunately uh, seems to have its gremlins coming into it. But 
nowadays it's very challenging to find a computer with a DVD drive to play your good old-fashioned CDs and DVDs mm. and have good USB ports because um, she likes to plug, you know, things on both sides, have the music going and, and um, you know, she doesn't like change, so to speak. Yes, I can, I can hear you. I hear you. Um, so you need a DVD drive and multiple USB ports. You've literally stumbled across the only laptops that don't exist. I know, um, but, I know. But you know what? I guess the question is, is she just going to keep pursuing a 10-year-old laptop or can she be welcomed into the world of dongles? Um, well, yeah. Because look, I've got a, I've got a, I don't know where it is at the moment, but it's somewhere around here. I've got a CD drive, a little DVD yep. drive. It's actually a Toshiba model. Um, I, I think I got it at either JB Hi-Fi or J Car Electronics. Um, yeah. Like I didn't. It wasn't an outrageous purchase, that's for sure. It was a really simple thing to get. Um, and that, so the, I only, only, only plug it in when I need it. So, like literally, of all the hours you spend on that laptop, how many of them are watching DVDs? Well, that's the thing. It's 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 very few and far between. So, but she's a creature of habit. But that's fine. So you, I yeah. think we can convince her that having the drive separately is is yep. fine. We, we'll keep that drive with the DVDs. Plug it in when you need it. Off you go. With regards to having a bunch of USB ports, it is rare. Um, I would say most of them these days have pretty much one on each side. You might get one with two on one side and USB C on the other. But yep. if you were to buy a brand new laptop with USB-C somewhere on it, even if it has yeah. one USB normal and one USB-C. A USB-C yeah. dongle uh, can have like three or four USB ports on it, and and that's kind of it gives you that expandability that you need if you really need uh, that many you. things on it. So I carry in my bag with my laptop at all times a little dongle. It's a Sateki, I think is the brand. I bought it at JB Hi-Fi. Um, and so... That's just, that's just always with me. If I need card reader, if I need USB, if I need HDMI, it's all in that dongle. So, right. So what I would say is, um, do you have a price in mind for a laptop? Well, you know, I love my wife, so keep right. her happy. So I guess right. price is, um, you know, you're going to be too silly, but you want to get make sure you get a good product. I was going to say, are you really going to put a price on that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, don't he, worry. She's not listening at the moment. He goes, so I, okay. he goes I love my wife, $500. <laughs> yeah. So, look, here, here's what I'd say. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I could spend 1500 on a laptop. But what yep. I would say to you is a DVD drive, let's call that 100 bucks. I don't even know, but I think 100 bucks yep. would be a good budget. Um, a really good USB-C attachment might cost 140 bucks. Like, they're a okay. good one, a little dongle that's going to last – might might be 150 bucks, but so there's there's 200 250 gone already in just those things to make sure it does what yes. your wife needs. So that brings us to the kind of you know maybe a thousand to 1200 mark. There's a bunch yeah. of great laptops in that price point. And here's the other thing that really is important right now: brand, frankly, doesn't matter. They're all the okay. same. Like literally, it used to be. And I I hear you. A Toshiba, ten years ago, was the laptop to have. They were yep. durable. They would last. They were excellent. These days, it, mate, they are much of a muchness. And none of these yeah. laptops are going to last you ten years. Let me be very clear. <laughs> that you yeah, it'd be like home. a toaster. Yeah. Yeah, kind of yeah. right. And and it yeah. all depends how much she drives it and how much she pushes it. But what I would do if I was you is I would narrow your search to only laptops with an Intel Core i five processor, right? And the reason okay. reason for that is. That's going to ensure that it's not the slowest computer out there, but it's not also the fastest. So it's mid-range, right. mid-spec yep. performance. Um, if you can, then, uh, you know, ramp it up a bit with, with a solid amount of storage space, but probably not highly relevant given the kind of things your wife's doing on it. But even, yeah. you know, JB Hi-Fi, and again, I only say I'm not for the sponsor or anything, but just because their website's so easy to use. Yeah. You've got everything from a, a HP Envy at fourteen ninety nine. Uh, to a Dell Inspiron at just under a thousand, and I think the thing here is you could go into JB with her and just just feel them. How much do they weigh? What screen size do you want? And just if you can resolve yourself to stick with Intel Core i five or higher, if you can get an i seven, great. But that adds a bit of cost most of the time. Gotcha. Yeah. But, you know, if it doesn't ring a bell in terms of the processor, that's where I start to worry, and that that's where you're going to have sluggish performance. You want this thing to be a four to five year computer at least. Yeah. I think your budget should be fifteen hundred dollars total, 
And if you were yeah. going to JB Hi-Fi and say, right, I want an external CD drive, I want a, a little dongle for USB ports, and I want a laptop, what can you do for me? They're going to throw a bunch of options at you from Dell to HP. I think your wife would love the HP Envy. It's a beautiful laptop, uh, okay. white on the bottom, beautiful big edge-to-edge screen. Um, Dell make a really good range of laptops as well. But the HPs, at this point, they really have a nice kind of edge-to-edge look of their screen. And there are some pretty good deals going on right now. Okay. Okay. All right. So no, I think, that's... you know, a shop, shop hard. But, yeah. mate, I'm just looking right now. There's an LG at, at uh, JB Hi-Fi. There's an LG external DVD rewriter, which is obviously going to read them as well, 59 yeah. bucks. That's that's, so, that's 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 nice. That's done, and it's a nice looking little unit too. Like it's a slimline yeah. little thing. It, it it doesn't need to be carried around with the, with the laptop though. That's the great thing about it. So, fifty nine bucks for the external DVD. Um, if you need dongles because there's not enough um, USBs on the one you yeah. choose, then they're easy to buy. Um, and as I said, I think fifteen hundred should be there should be change out of fifteen hundred for lunch that day. Um, Perfect. Together with the wife. Perfect. Right? No, that sounds that, that's very affordable. Happy very days. Affordable. All right, mate. Yeah, no, Good luck. Appreciate happy, it. Happy Thank shopping. you very much. Cheers, mate. Thank you. And if you've got a question uh, like Matthew, get in touch. Just go to the website, eftm.com. If you've got a question, uh, it's easy. Just go to the website, eftm.com. That's what Jesse did. G'day, mate. G'day. How you going? Yeah, real good. What can I do for you? Mate, looking to get a new TV and... Uh, I've heard the uh, the Kogan ones are just as good for the price as some of the Samsungs and LGs. I want to get your thoughts on that. Mate, they're pretty good. Um, I would absolutely not want to be the one that says they're as good as an LG or a Samsung. No, no, no way. Um, but how many times have you put two TVs in your lounge room sitting side by side? You know, never. So you don't never. like. Are you going to notice the difference? Are you a video file? Are you the person that can notice, um, you know, two hundred nits of brightness versus three hundred or whatever it might be? So that basically, what I say is, look, they're a bloody good TV for the value. Um, yeah. The compromise is normally so. Kogan Android TV, for example, which I love because it's because you can install all the apps. You can put Ko on it, Stan on it, Netflix Prime, everything. Um, an Android TV from Kogan versus an Android TV from Sony, the biggest difference is it's it's like a slower computer. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't respond quite as quickly. But it's, mate, after a day, you know exactly what you're getting and, and how it works. So I, I've not had anyone who go into buying a Kogan TV knowing that they're, what they're looking for be disappointed with it. Um, oh, mate, my, my biggest challenge for you is what size TV are you looking at? Uh, 65. And so, you, you know, you can get a... You can get what they call a smart TV for nine hundred, or you could get. I think they've got an Android TV still for eight hundred odd, um, really good value, um, pre-sale. So that's that's pretty good. But the challenge you've got, if I'm not mistaken, you're in Bunbury, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not sure Kogan delivered a Bunbury big TV. Um, I had this conversation once with uh, with. Ruslan Kogan, you can get them in some. Sometimes they'll deliver to Perth, Melbourne, Adelaide, Sydney, Brisbane, but outside of those areas, the problem is they require two people to do the delivery because they're so big. It's uh, basically it's you know what, what do you call it? workplace law in Australia that yeah, yeah. two people and all that kind of jargon. Yeah. So actually, getting it delivered to Bunbury might be a drama. Oh, I, oh. I I'm not sure it's going to be possible for a 65. Now, if you've got a mate in Perth, maybe you could do a wrangling of uh, getting the address and maybe they'll deliver to Perth some models. But yeah, I could do yeah. that. That might be your best option. The other one is is wait out for an Aldi Android TV because the Aldi TVs are, are just as good as Kogan's and I, yeah. I'm, I'm remarkably surprised by them when they come out. But you don't, the problem is you don't know when that's going to be. I can't tell yeah. you when the next Aldi Android TV is going to be. It could be months. It could be weeks. So, mate, yeah. I would play around with the Kogan website, narrow it down, make sure it's an Android TV. That's that's going to be critical because just as plain smart TV could be disappointing. It's only got Netflix and YouTube. Um, yeah. An Android TV from Kogan is going to be great value. You're going to love it if you can get it delivered. Perfect. All right, mate. Good luck, Jesse. Thanks for your help. No worries. And if you've got a question like Jesse, just uh, go to the website, eftm.com. That's all you got to do.
Well, I've got through another show. I've got through another day without a mixed martial arts fighter in Melbourne tracking me down and attacking me. Uh, that'll be for another day, I'm sure. And if you follow me on Twitter, you know why. Oops. Uh, I don't care. He's an idiot. Um, if you're not wearing a mask and you're in Melbourne, you're a fool. And if you're going to a crowded place anywhere, you should be trying to wear a mask. It's very simple. The, the instructions are quite clear. And they're not doing it for some world domination. They're doing it to save people's lives. Um, if you are in Melbourne, stay safe. Um, I hope you're doing okay. Be back in um, working from home mode and kids from home and whatnot. Uh, it can't be easy and it's difficult for everyone and we're thinking of you. Um, so hopefully it all passes as quickly as it can and hopefully in the next probably seven days we start to see a bit of an impact on those um, those numbers down there uh, improving. Uh, thanks for your company. I'll be back again next week with EFTM and a little later in the week with Stephen Fennick on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Talk to you then. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM Podcast. EFTM.